and certainly heightened by the fact that we are the Jets. In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! And the Big Ten Championship is in Champaign! They rush the floor! And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois. It's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. I might even put a flyer on Derek Carr being the MVP. And Eric Fry. And if you're wrong, you're wrong. But at least I have the guts to step up and make something happen. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in. Uh, good day to you. Start of a brand new week. Happy Monday to you out there. Welcome in. It is January 8th, 2024. And what's happening out there? It's the starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game. We're here for the next hour on ESPN Radio. Got a loaded show added to both from a Friday and a Saturday as well. Had a ton of action on our airwaves and we'll have a ton more on our airwaves later on uh, this week, including uh, tonight as well. So we'll take a look at the local schedule for this evening as well. And our family of networks as well have some college football tonight. It is the last game. It is the season of finale, the ultimate finale. And it's for the Natty there in Houston. It's Michigan, Washington coming up uh, this evening. And, of course, you can hear coverage of it right here on 98.9 The Game, and we'll dive into that matchup with the Huskies and the Wolverines uh, coming up. We'll, of course, be hitting up on a loaded NFL uh, Sunday for the uh, season of finale there, and now we're into the second season. We got Black Monday already. A couple of coaches have already been let go, have been uh, fired, including one that was one minute after the clock officially turned Monday. They fired him, uh-huh. so uh, they took Black Monday to a literal sense, and the second that they could do it, they did it. So we'll hit up on that, as well as uh, what happened in the NFL to uh, cause our super wild card matchups to be set, and a couple of intriguing ones coming up this weekend, and we'll definitely be diving into the uh, playoffs a little bit later on. And, of course, it's a weekend, so it's the uh, post-weekend here on a Monday. So uh, we got to get the uh, top three, top three moments from the uh, sports weekend on the away as well. And whatever I don't get to here in the Treasure Show, whatever we can't fit into, we'll get to in the podcast in some sort of a fashion and see whatever we can uncover uh, there as well. So... Uh, that is what we got for today on a tap for your beginning of the work week. And uh, so we got a lot to talk about, so a lot to uncover. And uh, so let's go ahead and start unpacking this thing. And it's a segment we call that we hit up first. It's first things first. Before we get into the show, 
First things first. And we're, of course, starting off in the NFL as Week 18 has come and gone. And the Super Wild Card matchups are set. Uh, let's go through uh, some of the uh, important matchups on uh, Saturday and uh, Sunday that had uh, playoff implications there. And it all started on uh, Saturday as the Ravens, they pretty much set everybody and they already locked up the number one overall seed. But the Steelers were still fighting for playoff positioning. They obviously needed some help on a Sunday, which they got. Mm -hmm. And they also needed the win, most importantly. And that's what they did. They beat the Ravens 17-10, to come back in the fourth quarter to do it. And the Steelers ended up winning their 17-10. to And everything that happened on a Sunday shook out in their favor. So the Steelers are going into the playoffs. So Mike Tomlin... Not only is not going to have another, he's going to have another winning season, but he's going to be the head coach of a playoff team there with the Steelers. So Steelers in to the postseason after that win on Saturday. Yep. And we also had a uh, winner in loser out situation. Uh, the loser did have to possibly uh, sit and wait, but uh, the winner actually had to uh, win this and uh, sit and wait what happened on a Sunday to see if they were even uh, not only in the playoffs but could potentially be division champs. And look at this, and look at this story. The Texans pulled off the win on Saturday against the Colts. 23-19 was the final. You go from the number two pick, you got the consolation prize, so you thought, of the draft when the Panthers selected Bryce Young and the Texans selected C.J. Stroud. While as a rookie, he leads the Texans to the playoffs. D'Amico Ryans, first-year head coach as well, leads the Texans. And uh, with the Jaguars' loss on a Sunday to the Titans, as uh, that one was, uh, what, a 28-20 to 20, a final score. Trevor Lawrence coming back into the lineup could not lead the Jaguars to the W. And uh, so that means the Texans are in. They're in as AFC South champions. Not only are they in, Travis, they get to host. Yeah. They're hosting. Crazy. A playoff game. What a what a just a great season for Houston. Yeah. And, and you know, that is a franchise that for the past couple of years – has been the laughing stock of the NFL. Mm -hmm. It's been pretty lousy. It's been very lousy. You had all the the bad things that happened, and and you know D Deshaun Watson and the way you know he left and everything like that, and the previous coach and reports about him and everything, and and then you had the Lovey Smith years, which we know Lovey Smith cannot coach a football team anymore. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly, because this team is now in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, hey, congratulations uh, to Houston. Yeah, CJ definitely. Stroud, rookie of the year. Uh, but the Colts there on the other side, uh, fourth down, they had a chance. They had the running back, the backup yep. running back, by yep. the way, in the flat, and it goes off his hands. He had dropped it, had a case of the Kadarius Tonys there, and uh, dropped the potentially converted fourth down play uh, there. And the Colts season comes to an end. So, you know, they lose their rookie quarterback. And Gardner Minshew almost led him into the playoffs. But, Travis, how many times have we seen this with the Colts? Uh, I've seen it a lot. Week 17, week 18, chance to clinch, games they should should win. Mm -hmm. And they stub their toe. Right. 
Yep. You know, it was the Jaguars a couple of years ago when the Jaguars only had two wins in the whole year, and they beat the Colts <laughs> the final week of the season and knocked the Colts out of the playoffs. Yep. That's just what Indy has been recently. Mm-hmm. Every time they get right there and they have a chance to make the playoffs, they just find some way to drop the ball. Literally right. on Sunday yeah. or Saturday. Yeah. I know that uh, Troy was talking about that Gardner could have put that ball a little bit better, could have led him a little bit better. But at the end of the day, the ball hits the hands and you play yep. in the NFL. Yep. You should grab that and the backup running back even own that in the post game. He's like, I should have caught that. I should have had it. Yep. And uh, fortunately, uh, who knows what would have happened there at the end, but uh, the Colts uh, dropped their chances at a playoff and a division title. Now, with all that being said, Travis, except for the budgeting of Houston, which no one expected this year, I think if you're the Colts, you're very happy with where you're at because you put Anthony Richardson on this team, and I think they are a playoff team. Right. And you're not going to have the drama of Jonathan Taylor. That's already signed. That's good to go. Remember, don't forget, he missed a significant part of this first half of the season. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Anthony Richardson missed the rest of the season. It felt like as soon as Jonathan Taylor came back, Anthony Richards was gone. So mm-hmm. I think this Colts team has a lot to be excited about. Right. But I think that a lot of people are looking at the Texans going, they are the new team of the AFC South. Yep. I think so because the Titans ended up beating the Jags there on a Sunday and knocking them out of the uh, division and knocking them out of the uh, playoffs there. And uh, so the Titans uh, pick up the win. 6-11, and 11, disappointing season uh, for them. Derrick Henry was, uh, after the game, basically yep. saying goodbye yep. to the Tennessee fans. Yep. So 19 carries, 153 yards, and a touchdown for Derrick Henry. And could potentially be his final game his as final a Titan. game as a Titan. He wasn't the only player saying goodbye, as we'll talk about in a little bit. No. Nope. Uh, let's see. Uh, elsewhere, other games that had implications, the Bucks and the Panthers, the Bucks. Ended up winning this one a nine, a two, a zero, and uh, then uh, that win ended up clinching uh, the uh, NFC South for them. So uh, they win this division yet again. Tom Brady, who? Enter Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's not going to get enough credit uh, for what he's did, as he's had a phenomenal season for the Bucks to lead them to another division title. Uh, here in the South, over 4,000 yards for Baker this year, 28 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. That QBR doesn't look great, but uh, still 4,000 yards. I don't think a lot of people were expecting Baker into the season uh, pitching 4,000 yards and 28 touchdowns and leading the Bucks to another division title. Except for the fact, Travis, you only put up nine points in the Panthers and you only threw yeah. 137 yards yesterday. Yeah. Your offense couldn't get a touchdown. No. I know. That don't, I, <laughs> I agree with everything you said, except for the fact of Baker doesn't get enough credit. He did nothing yesterday. Well, yesterday, no. In a big game situation, he showed up blank. Yeah. Yeah, it was the kicker who got all the points. Yes. So, eh. You go for 137 yards as a quarterback in the NFL, that's not great. That's no. not a great game. No, that's not a good style line. No. No. No touchdowns. Granted. He didn't. Did he throw a pick? Uh, no. See, he protected the ball. I'll give him that. Exactly. And you're facing Bryce Young, who I'm. But, but, <laughs> is year one too early to, to start using yeah, the B word? I think so. Mm, 
because I know he's on a really bad team. Yes. He he's going to need a lot of help. Mm-hmm. If only yep. they had a draft pick this year. I know, but uh, they won't be picking they their pick. Uh, so as that game was going on, the Saints and Falcons were battling out there, and the Saints ended up winning the game. Uh, but that is no one is talking about that as the – uh, Saints had to win the game, and then uh, with the Bucks win, they had to have some help uh, getting into the playoffs, and, well, they got help from nobody yep. as they needed the Cardinals to win. Nope. Ended up nope. losing by a point. Yep. And, well, you know what the Bears did on yeah, Sunday. Yeah. But we'll dive into that uh, a little bit later. Uh, but no one's talking about the Saints and Falcons game, what happened in it. It's what happened after the game and what happened there at the very end with uh, Jameis. Going rogue and uh, victory formation. Nope. Uh, we need to get uh, Jamal Williams a touchdown. And uh, Arthur Smith did not take that too kindly uh, there. And uh, I, I mentioned Black Monday. He was the first one that got fired at 12.01 mm-hmm. is when the Falcons sent in the paperwork. So <laughs> the very second that they could, yep. uh, they fired Arthur Smith. So his last act as Atlanta Falcons head coach will be him uh, arguing at midfield with Dennis Allen about the uh, victory formation touchdown. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. See a lot of people yelling about Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharp this morning on first take yelling about Dennis Allen's job into question with the players doing that. Yeah, I... Mm. Be a little bit harsh. Yeah, I I I think it would be uh, at the uh, here's here's what it comes down to, Travis, and that is was the call for take a knee. Yes. Then if you're gonna be mad at anyone, it's your quarterback. Yeah, they said that. Jameis said I ignored it. Then they said take a knee. Then it's not the coach's fault. But the, they're blaming the coach because the, the players had enough confidence in themselves to go rogue that nothing would happen to them. No consequences well, would happen needs to, to them. Well, something that happens to, to, to Jameis. I mean, yeah. I mean, they brought in a Derek Carr to be the quarterback. And they also have Taysom Hill as well. So and I think that kind of shows you what they think of Jameis. Well, part of me wonders if that's why he did it. Yeah, Go maybe. ahead, fire me. I want out of here. Right, I'm your, th- I'm your third choice. I'm your third choice. <laughs> yeah. Did you just look at the stat sheet, Travis? Because I, I thought you were losing your mind because I'm like, Jameis Winston is not on here. Mm-hmm. Because he's not on here. Yeah, but. Because he didn't do anything. No. But Even he came Jason in for the Hill victory. on here. Yeah. Because, you know, he at least got sacked. Mm-hmm. So, to me, that's what I think this is. This is yeah. Jameis going rogue in a way of saying, get me out. Right. Let me out. Yeah, Jameis would, would be, wouldn't be on the stat line there because he just came in for the kneel down. Yep. Or what was supposed to be a kneel down. Yep. But instead, a, a touchdown mm-hmm. uh, there. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, other uh, playoff implications. The div- AFC or the AFC. Uh, well, that East division was on the line as well, but uh, the NFC East was up for grabs, and the Cowboys they ended up taking care of business against the Commanders, yep. thirty-eight to ten. Uh, but the Eagles, what happened? Yeah, they lost to the Giants, and potentially could have hit rock bottom here, 
27 to 10. And so now the Eagles are in the wild card weekend this week. Yeah, that's uh, crashing hard. Yeah, I didn't understand that one. <sighs> Talk about a team not showing up. Fall from grace here at the last four weeks yeah. or so. My goodness, they have free falled. And uh, then the Cowboys surged into the division, and they uh, surged into the two seed yep. in the playoffs. So how about yep. that? Yep, yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, any other games uh, besides the Sunday night one that had playoff implications? But uh, the uh, AFC East was up for grabs there. And you talk about a team like the Colts of always kind of losing these big games recently. The Dolphins are kind of the same way as uh, they always seem to find a way to lose in a big moment. And even though they are going to the playoffs, they got a tough draw, but uh, the Bills wrote them off. You did. People wrote them off, including myself. I'll admit it. Including you. Including me. But look at this. They're division champs once again. Patriots dominated this division for years, and now it's the Bills' domination of the East. They win the division again. By beating the Dolphins there last night in a twenty-one to fourteen. Can you can you say you were wrong? Let's see what they do in the postseason no, before no, I no, say no, that. No, 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 no. You wrote <laughs> them off, said they were not going to win the East. You said they were done. I did. Uh, you did, and here they are, AFC East champs. <laughs> Man, I think you need to swallow some humble pie right now, Travis. Mm. Let's see what they do in the postseason. I've done it before, Travis. <laughs> I've said things that turned out to be wrong, and I'll admit when I'm wrong. Mm. But at least I have the guts to make something happen, mm. as the bumper says. I'm, I may have been trending in the wrong direction for the Bills. They so. hit a weak spot at the at, in the middle of the season. I'm not going to lie there. But, Travis, it's the teams they've beaten beat the Chiefs. Slaughtered the Cowboys, beat the Chargers, Patriots, and the Dolphins. Chargers, Patriots, okay, those should be winnable games. You should win those. Those aren't impressive, especially since you won it by two against the Chargers and six against the Patriots. But beating the Chiefs by three in Kansas City, which has always been an Achilles heel for them. For yeah. them. Beating the Cowboys 31-10. to 10. Oh, yeah, that was a stomping. And then the Dolphins in Miami last night. Mm-hmm. Travis. Well, it looked like Buffalo South. It did. A lot of Bills fans making the trek down to Miami. Beat the Dolphins both times this year. 48-20 in the first meeting. Mm -hmm. So, again, I... I think their 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 demise of the Buffalo Bills has been greatly exaggerated. Yep, it uh, certainly was, and uh, they end up getting the two seed after it all said and done as well. So, I uh, set the uh, playoffs with the uh, in the AFC uh, Houston hosting a Cleveland uh, four or five matchup there at three thirty on NBC on Saturday. You also got the Chiefs now hosting the Dolphins. With that loss by Miami, and this is the Peacock exclusively That's game that you were hammered in last night. This is exclusively on Peacock. Hammer, hammer, hammer. And it's the return of Tyree Kill. Yep. yep, that's a good one. We didn't get to see it because the game was moved to Germany mm-hmm. last time, but we're going to see it now. Yep. Coming back there to KC. And on Sunday, you got those Bills hosting the Steelers there at noon mm-hmm. on CBS with Baltimore Ravens sitting and waiting Yep. On the bye. Yep. 
uh, NFC aside, you got uh, these two franchises. Cowboys, they're the two seed. They're hosting the seventh seed. Green Bay Packers because the Packers beat the uh, Bears uh, there in Lambeau. I have a and that's at 3.30. Oh, yeah, definitely. We, we did, we're going we're gonna to talk about it yeah. at some yeah. point, yeah. but we definitely need an entire segment just for that uh, alone. In the future. Yes, and what is going to be the future for Chicago. And then we also have a Tampa and a Philly, a matchup there on a Monday on the Monday Night Football game for ESPN. And then the game that not only I'm looking out for being a Rams fan, but also is an intriguing game as well. Of course, it would be this way. The NFL script writers couldn't have wrote it any better. So kudos to them because the Detroit Lions are going to be hosting the Rams. So Detroit's first playoff game at home at Ford Field, it's just going to be against Matthew Stafford and making his return to Detroit there in the Sunday night game on NBC. So uh, thank you for that, making it the primetime game as well. So uh, Rams, Lions, Stauff matchup Mm -hmm. on a Sunday Mm -hmm. for the playoffs on Wild Card Weekend. And, of course, the 49ers. Uh, The Rams did win, finally, even though it didn't matter. But it mattered to the Rams. It matters to us. Our first win against the 49ers in the regular season and forever. Uh, and uh, ended up winning there 21-20. Um, but the 49ers have the bye there. So uh, we'll be talking about more about the Super Wild Card matchups later in the week. As well as uh, the Bears situation as well later in the week when we have more time. Because we uh, are uh, still... Uh, going to be uh, running here with the show because we need to uh, hit up on uh, some uh, local sports today and what happened on Friday and Saturday and tonight. And just know we will have three playoff games on 99 The Game this Ooh, weekend. three. So we'll, nice. We'll tell you more as the week evolves what games those will be. Absolutely. So stick around for that. And uh, coming up is local sports in the next segment. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Winter storms create a higher risk of car accidents, hypothermia, frostbite, carbon monoxide poisoning, and heart attacks from overexertion. Winter storms, including blizzards, can bring extreme cold, freezing rain, snow, ice, and high winds. These storms can last a few hours or several days. Winter weather can cut off heat, power, and communication services for undetermined periods of time. Prepare now for what this winter may bring. This is Sergeant Jared Purcell of the FEM Police Department, wishing all of our area residents a safe and happy winter season. Say hello to the new year with new deals at Rural King. Lower prices, bigger savings on apparel, pet, automotive, and more. Save big on this week's Rudy Special. Heavy-duty tough tote, now only $6.99 each. Plus, get 30% off all in-stock outerwear and 30% off all in-stock fleece. Grab these deals and more Thursday, January 4th through Wednesday, January 17th at your neighborhood Rural King or RuralKing.com, America's farm and home store. There are only three northern white rhinos left in the world. But together, we can turn things around. Your support to the San Diego Zoo Global Wildlife Conservancy helps support groundbreaking solutions. Join us now at endextinction.org. It's cold outside, but at McMahon Meats, we have a convenient drive-up window so you can stay in your car. Phone ahead at 217-813-6054 to place your order, and we will hand it to you in your warm car. McMahon Meats offers fresh cuts of beef, pork, chicken, and fish. We also offer a wide variety of sides and appetizers. Stop by today on Route 40 between Teutopolis and Effingham. Check us out online at mcmahonmeats.com or visit us on Facebook. 
McMahon Meats, where quality and convenience meet tradition. At Lowe's, save big every day when you buy in bulk. Get 10% off select concrete mix when you buy one pallet or more. And there's more. Get 15% off select primed finger joint boards when you buy 10 or more. Visit us in-store or online for low prices on the materials you need. Because Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. Selection varies by location. While supplies last, discount taken at time of purchase. See sales associate for details. You've heard the buzz about IT jobs and cybersecurity and AI, right? Why not prepare for a career in these fields and take advantage of the high demand? You could enjoy a more rewarding and recession-resistant lifestyle. Train in just a few short months at My Computer Career. No experience necessary. Already in IT? Skill up for positions employers need to fill. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Financial aid is available for qualified students, including the GI Bill. And now, the starting lineup. You know, Travis, I like you. <laughs> okay. But you're wrong. Flora's going to get this win. All right. Handedly, 42 to 14. 42 14. Wow. To Flora. The disrespect. <laughs> On 98 9, the game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game. Got a lot of local sports here to uh, unwrap because we got a Friday and a Saturday to uh, talk about here. And I called it the game of the year on Friday between Altamont and uh, Dietrich. And uh, that was a, a great game to be a part of there. And it was Altamont holding on for the victory 42 to 40 as Altamont had the lead for the majority of the game there in a Dietrich in a packed house. It was pink out night there in a Dietrich raising some uh, funds for some local families uh, as well. So that was uh, nice to see for a great cause and ended up being a great game uh, there as well as Altamont had the lead for the majority of the game, but Dietrich with a feverish comeback uh, there late in the game. They ended up tying it on a three-pointer, and then they had an opportunity to win the game in the waning uh, seconds. Uh, and uh, they had a good look for three, uh, but it uh, went off. But then the rebound wasn't secured until Dietrich uh, got it back, and they ended up shooting it there at the end. And they ended up making the three, but it was too late as uh, Coach Bonoff had uh, called the timeout before uh, they released the shot, so uh, the shot did not count, and uh, just a gut-wrenching uh, way to lose uh, the game for Dietrich because they had all the momentum at that point uh, with the comeback and everything, and unfortunately just got the timeout uh, before the shot, so mm. tough way to lose there for Dietrich. Very much so. Uh, there, and always talk about Altamont with some signature wins, and that was a signature win there on a hostile environment, and also uh, with a close game as it was, uh, Eli Miller came up big, not only in the first quarter, but in the fourth quarter as well. Ended up making the go-ahead bucket and also uh, Millville with some uh, clutch free throws uh, in the fourth quarter as well to help preserve the win uh, there for Altamont. So a big win for seeding purposes in both the NTC and postseason play 
as well with that mm-hmm. win. Uh, great one on Friday between Altamont and Dietrich. And I would not be upset if this matchup ends up happening again uh, later at the end of the month in the NTC or potentially later on in the postseason in February as well. So mm-hmm. uh, always uh, fun and end up being another good one there on Friday night. Uh, elsewhere in the conference on uh, Friday in the NTC, it was a North Clay winning over Cowden 79-65. It was a St. Elmo over Windsor's two straws, 58 to 29, and South Central outside of the conference, uh, but they still picked up the win, 61 to 49, over Sisney uh, there. And the Apollo is Mount Zion with the win over FEM, 69 to 27. All that the box score was uh, sent in, and uh, Coach Farmer uh, was very impressed with uh, Mount Zion uh, there. Said one of the best teams that he's coached against. And this Mount Zion Braves team, who's currently still undefeated on the season, I believe he said that the uh, team that he had during the COVID year wouldn't even beat him. Uh, that's how strong that Mount Zion is uh, this season. So uh, high praise there for the Braves, and it's really impressive there on Friday against the Hearts. And in the Coles County Clash, it was Mattoon, uh, victorious on the boys' side, of 52-47 to was the final score over Charleston. And in the uh, Lincoln Prairie, it was uh, Arcola over Argenta, 64-26. Oka Valley over Heritage, 74-37. Arthur with the win over Sarah Gordo, 42-37. And it was also uh, Cumberland coming out with the uh, victory there on a Friday night as they were victorious over Tri-County, 50-43 on a special night there for the uh, Pirates and then picking up the win over Tri-County. Yeah, come from behind victory for Cumberland. Uh, nice. You know, it just... They went, uh, I believe I had him down. Travis is making four of 19 threes. But of those four, two of them came late in the fourth quarter by Eli Miller, who at the time was 0 for 5. And he ended up making back-to-back threes on back-to-back possessions to give Cumberland the lead. And they were able to to hold on. So uh, credit to this Cumberland team. I, I talked with Coach after the game about you know how it was senior night. And it was the celebration of being a smaller consolidated school, you get a thousand wins. And, you know, Ken Crawford was there representing the Illinois basketball coach association. All the past coaches were there and it was such a magical moment. And for Cumberland to get a signature conference win that they hadn't won yet. They hadn't won in conference yet. Mm-hmm. Big win for the pirates on Friday night. Hopefully they can nice. build some of that momentum going forward. Definitely. So a uh, great environment to be in mm-hmm. there. It's a great environment to pick up the dub. Uh, other games, it was uh, in the little line. It was Alney over Marshall, 63-43. A Casey with the win over Paris, 59-36. Lawrenceville defeated Fairfield, 51-29. And it was Mario Carmel with the win over Robinson, at 65-51. Uh, and I threw out the upset alert because we had an undefeated team coming in, and we don't anymore. As Tuscola, they end up falling there. As is Shelbyville, winners of the Vandalia Tournament and also with a, a signature win on their resume as they take down Tuscola 53-49 to on Friday, uh, ending the undefeated run for Tuscola. Yep. But, uh, good win there for the Rams. Absolutely. They're on Friday. A very good team. 
Uh, Litchfield also got the win over Vandalia on a Friday as well, 79-63. We had more action on a Saturday in a boys' basketball. Topolis picked up the win over Warrensburg Latham, 52-37. to And uh, also Altamont uh, had another game as they were victorious over Woodlawn, 60-39. to As I wondered how Altamont was going to come out after less than 24 hours with as much energy and emotion as they expended on Friday to beat the Maroons. But uh, they did come out trailing 4 nothing to start the game. But then I think after that, Altamont kind of settled down and it was kind of like a cold water on your face in the morning. And then they finally uh, started to get things together. Uh, their KD was big there on a Saturday. He had four threes and he ended up leading the Indians in scoring. He had uh, 16 points. Uh, Kata Miller was a beast on the boards. A uh, ton of boards, 14 points. Uh, Coach Nebery said he had 19 rebounds in the game. So uh, he said in any game, if Caden got uh, 19 rebounds, he would uh, get him a steak dinner. So <laughs> gets him a steak dinner, and a KD walks away with the uh, championship belt there on a Saturday for those two performances. Uh, Eli Miller was also in double figures. He had 10. Uh, Millville had 11. And if you're uh, wondering uh, that Altamont's uh, scores, uh, I said on the broadcast on Saturday, uh, it only uh, mounts up to 58 points for uh, Altamont because, yet again, I seen a person score a goal for the other team. Oh. I think this has been the third time this yeah. season. What's going on? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. don't know. <laughs> they forget about it. It's crazy. Never seen him before in my life. And now three times in one season. <laughs> and it happened again on Saturday. <laughs> uh, elsewhere in EATC was a St. Anthony with the win over St. T. 66-26 to was the uh, final. Uh, St. Elmo with the win over Grayville, 80-62. to And Yoga with a nice win over Central A&M, 52-35. to uh, Robinson with the win over Effingham, 57-240. Effingham uh, got into a hole early, and they couldn't come back from it there. Uh, let's see, uh, elsewhere in high school girls basketball on a Saturday as well there at the Paul's shootout, it was uh, Porta, Petersburg, with the win over Totopolis, 45-23. And the game that Eric was at over there in uh, Breeze Central, and I was Altamont and uh, Christopher and Altamont picks up the win of 53-42, to and it was the matchup, yep. Nelson versus Hargrove yep. there, and it seemed like it didn't disappoint. It did not, no, and a good come-from-behind victory for Altamont. Now, coming into this game, you know, I, I mentioned that Christopher was 9-6, and six, but again, state runner-ups last year. Yep. Hargrove going to Nebraska. Yep. So that was the matchup. We got it early on of Nelson guarding Hargrove, which – that's a, a matchup challenge for Grace Nelson on the defensive mm-hmm. end. Um, but Altamont was able to start getting those transition, those turnovers, those easy mm-hmm. layups. They also got Hargrove in foul trouble. She fouled out midway through the fourth quarter. And at that point, oh, wow. it was all Altamont. So yeah. uh, just a, a good win for Altamont. Again, a, a come-from-behind victory for, for Altamont. And they just keep rolling. And they are playing some really good basketball right now. Yeah, some of the best basketball I think yep. I've seen Altamont yep. play. A 14-game winning streak now. Uh, haven't lost since the Bob Kearns tournament in November. And are now 16-2 and overall in the season. And another nice win over a high-quality team uh, there as well. So uh, they'll try to keep it going. And they're back in action tonight. 
that we'll hit up on here in just a second. Uh, St. Anthony, uh, they got the win over Flora, 69 to uh, 45. And Vonder High goes off for a 23 in that one. Uh, FEM with a nice win over Mount Zion of 43 to 33. Uh, and then uh, taking a peek at uh, tonight's action in uh, girls basketball at Topolis and making the trip to Bethalto to take on Civic Memorial. Ton of action all over the place here in the NTC. Uh, St. Anthony hosting Salem. Wayne City at uh, Brownstown. Uh, Neoga hosting Pena. Vandalia at South Central. Dietrich at Windsor's Two Straws. Uh, Cowden Herrick Beecher City hosting North Clay. And a game that's over on uh, Jack FM Altamont. Uh, Trying to continue their winning ways against Marshall uh, this evening uh, there in Marshall. Yep, looking forward to uh, that. For Jack FM coverage over there yep. uh marshall three and 14 on the season yep uh they are on the air uh let's see here other games uh, tonight uh cumberland hosting heritage arcola at arthur uh tri-county at a uh, blue ridge sullivan at a uh, sarah gordo uh there and uh, they do have one game of boys basketball dietrich and patoka tonight as well we'll have all the results up on the website fmradio.com and make sure you check it out over there on a Jack FM, the game later on tonight with the Lady Indians and the Lions yep. matching up. All right, we move along here in another game that's on our airwaves tonight. That's the College Football National Championship, and that's what we're taking a look at. Michigan, Washington, we'll take a look at it. Coming up next here on the Start Lineup. The Starting Lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-342. 3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. It's cold outside, but at McMahon Meats, we have a convenient drive-up window so you can stay in your car. Phone ahead at 217-813-6054 to place your order, and we will hand it to you in your warm car. McMahon Meats offers fresh cuts of beef, pork, chicken, and fish. We also offer a wide variety of sides and appetizers. Stop by today on Route 40 between Teutopolis and Effingham. Check us out online at mcmahonmeats.com or visit us on Facebook. McMahon Meats, where quality and convenience meet tradition. Football is back, and NFL Plus has you covered. Get NFL Plus, and you'll never miss a moment of live football action this season with live local and primetime games on mobile, NFL Network, NFL Red Zone, live game audio, and more all in one place. That's right. This season, get NFL Red Zone and NFL Plus Premium so you never miss a touchdown. That's every touchdown from every game every Sunday during the regular season across devices. Sign up today at plus.nfl.com. Terms and conditions apply. 
Isn't that aroma just heavenly? What's with the whispering? Inside this grill is the secret to winning game days. Mm-hmm. Eckridge Smoked Sausage, crafted with a perfect medley of spices for a truly rich, savory taste. So easy to prepare, too. Now hand me one of those buns. Whoa, whoa, keep your voice down. Marty, you're still whispering? Secret's out, buddy. Eckridge.com has dozens of simple, mouth-watering recipes for everyone to win game days this season. And now, the starting lineup. That was back in the 50s and 60s. I know not a lot of... There were not as many teams, not as many good players or whatever, but... but still. Travis knows this from Hate personal experience. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. Go ahead. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Eight in a row, impressive. <laughs> On 98.9 The Game. Eric Price sports their update. St. Louis Blues held tough during a 2-1 shootout win over the Carolina Hurricanes. PNC Arena on Saturday. The Blues are now... 41 points, 2017-1 on the season. They'll host Florida tomorrow night. St. Louis Cardinals are bolstering their bullpen. The Cards traded for relief pitcher Andrew Kitteridge over the weekend. St. Louis sent outfielder Richie Palacos to the Rays complete the deal. Kitteridge was an all-star in 2021. Last year, he was 2-0 with one save and a 309 ERA in just 14 appearances. Don't forget, coming up this Sunday is the Cardinal Caravan up in Mattoon starting at noon. Billikens lost, uh, Billikens, I should say, lost to George Mason, 79-67. Other college basketball action from over the weekend. Western Illinois beat Lindenwood, 68-57. Missouri State fell to Bradley, 86-60. Southeast Missouri State stuck Bethel, 71-61. Eastern Illinois took down Little Rock, 90-88. Southern Illinois earned a 71-64 win over Illinois State. The Chicago Blackhawks had a pair of second-period goals on a 4-3 win over the Flames. The United Center and other teams news, the Hawks placed... Connor Bedard on injured reserve over the weekend for a broken jaw. Chicago Bulls had a big fourth quarter, take down the Charlotte Hornets 104-91. Colby White led the way with 22 points in the win. DeMar DeRozan had 17. Bulls visit Charlotte tonight. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. It's Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center hits, and a lot to talk about there in uh, the uh, Sports Center hits. But uh, you mentioned the uh, Cardinal Caravan. I'm glad you threw that in there, yeah, uh, because Richie Palacios, yeah. He was supposed to be coming to, to be Mattoon. Yeah, yeah, he was supposed to be in Mattoon. <laughs> I looked at that today when I looked at the schedule. I'm like, why does the Mattoon one look short? Yeah, when, like, I yeah saw, when I saw the trade happen, I was like, oh, Richie was People supposed to People would rather leave the Cardinals than go to Mattoon. How <laughs> awful is that? He was supposed to come to Mattoon. Oh, man, I was looking forward to that. Wait? But <laughs> just wait a week. They make the nope. trade. Nope. But I thought that was... Uh, that was funny. Yep. Uh, all right. So uh, tonight here on our airwaves, it's the Natty National Championship game between uh, Washington and uh, Michigan, number one versus number two in the playoff rankings. And uh, so uh, Michigan, a favor by five and a half in uh, this one. And it's the third time that teams 14 or better face off in a matchup in a major college football history joining the 2019 and the 2020 National Championship Games. And the winner of the championship game will become the sixth team in major college football history to go 15-0 or better in a season. Regardless of which team wins, they will set their conference record for the most wins in a season. And both teams participating in the Big Ten, of course. 
is the first national championship game appearance for both Michigan and Washington. Another thing that these programs have in a common, their last national championships were split. We told you about that yeah. and the first time around. Uh, Michigan won the national championship in 1997, but they shared it with Nebraska. And Washington won the national title in 91. Good year right there. And also uh, they split it with Miami there this year. This is the fifth time in AP number one, AP number two, a matchup for Michigan. Wolverines are 0-4 in their prior meetings. Uh, 0-4 against uh, number one versus number two is the worst in any team in the poll era. But they have always been number two in that matchup uh, there. So it's the first time that they've been ranked number one. So I don't know if you can uh, have that. Uh, put weight too much in, in that statistic mm -hmm. uh, there. But really, this is uh, all going to come down to uh, the Michigan defense against uh, Michael Penix Jr. Uh, tonight. And uh, if the, they can keep him in check, Michigan could carry that five-and-a-half-point uh, favorites and could carry it to a national title uh, there and carry John, uh, Coach Harbaugh to the NFL as well if he gets it done here and wins the national championship uh, for him. Um, that's really the matchup that I'm going to look out for is if can uh, Michigan get to a Michael Penix like they did uh, Alabama. Uh, Washington has a superior offensive line, uh, though I would say they've been called the best offensive line in the, mm -hmm. in the nation uh, there. So I think that's what it's going to come down to tonight. Here's, here's my thing, Travis, and I'm going to tell you why. This game right here is the perfect game to end this season on. Mm -hmm. First of all, you have two unbeaten teams. Yep. Which that right there makes it perfect. Mm -hmm. One and two seats. One and two, yep. Perfect. What would you say, Travis, in your opinion, is the top two stories that dominated college football this, this fall? Uh, I mean... Michigan sign stealing mm -hmm. and the conference realignment, which mostly included the blow up of the Pac-12. Mm -hmm. And here yeah. we are with Michigan and the pa Pac-12 representative. Right. I know you claim them as a Big Ten team. Not yet. The season's <laughs> not over. Can't claim them yet. Okay. Yeah. So how? Just this is the perfect ending. You also have. So many players who came back to school on both Michigan and Washington, specifically on Washington with Michael Penix Jr., mm. who could have been a maybe second, third round draft pick last year. Yeah. Came back. And a lot of players from Michigan came back for this moment to win a national championship. Mm -hmm. And here they are. The other thing, Travis, that I find interesting that I don't think a lot of people remember is that Penix transferred to Washington. He did, yep. Where was he before that? Indiana. Indiana, that's right. Very injury prone there. He Indiana. was, Didn't yeah. play a lot. Mm. But he did play one specific game. Yeah. He beat Michigan at Indiana. Ooh. He is 1-0 in his career against Michigan. Mm. Okay. To me, that's an interesting stat. Right. That these two paths have crossed, and that Indiana team, I guarantee, was nowhere near as good as this Washington team. Is. Oh, yeah, definitely not. Especially since, would you say, he probably has the best wide receiver in college football. If not, at least top five. In Adon uh, Adonze. Uh, yeah, he's definitely 
It's definitely I mean, up there. All American. Yeah. So to me, this is the perfect game to end the season on. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited for it. And I'm usually not excited for the college football playoff championship game. Right. Now, I got excited last year, <laughs> and I saw what happened. Exactly. So I was going to say, I remember you being yeah, somewhat yeah. excited for the game last year. But here's the thing that always happens with these games, and it happens with the Super Bowl, Travis. And you mentioned it. This is what I'm watching out for tonight. It's never what we are watching out for that ends up being the deciding factor. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that no one is looking at that ends up being the thing that makes the biggest difference. Right. For all we know, it could be the Michigan defense, which no one's talked about hardly all year. Or it could be the Washington defense that no one's talked about all year. Right, yeah. That They're makes the big underrated. plays and gets the win tonight. Mm-hmm. And we're going, who are these players? Right. Well, the team that just won the national championship because they made the biggest plays at the biggest moments. Mm-hmm. And to right. me, that's a better team. The team that makes the best big plays in big moments is the better team. Right. Top to bottom. Right. Yeah, and uh, what's uh, so crazy about that is neither team has any experience in a big game uh, Mm -hmm. like this in the national championship, so you can't say one team has the clear edge over the other because it's kind of both are experiencing this for the first time. And wasn't it just two years ago we were talking about how Harbaugh cannot win the big game? Couldn't beat Ohio State. Can't win the big games. Mm -hmm. Here we are. Look at him now. Yep. And we will be picking this game coming up in the podcast. Definitely. So, yep. So uh, stick around because it's on our family of networks. So 530 is going to be a, the a kickoff and a 530 is going to be the kickoff of our coverage uh, right here on 98.9 for the Natty in Houston, Yep. which by the way is kind of odd, weird that it's in Houston, but uh, I guess it's neither here uh, nor there. Uh, but it's going down tonight, and we'll be picking it later on in the pod. And uh, coming up here, we got just enough time to uh, squeeze in the uh, top three, top three moments from the uh, sports weekend. Coming up next here on the Star Lineup to close it out. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. This is Lucas Kroening with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. It's cold outside, but at McMahon Meats, we have a convenient drive-up window so you can stay in your car. Phone ahead at 217-813-6054 to place your order, and we will hand it to you in your warm car. McMahon Meats offers fresh cuts of beef, pork, chicken, and fish. We also offer a wide variety of sides and appetizers. Stop by today on Route 40 between Teutopolis and Effingham. Check us out online at mcmahonmeats.com or visit us on Facebook. McMahon Meats, where quality and convenience meet tradition. Thanks for calling Discover. This is Anjali. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just got an alert for a strange charge on my card. No problem. We make sure you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases on your Discover card. Let's see. Did you purchase something from a t-shirt cannon store yesterday? Absolutely not. No, I already have like three. Zero dollar fraud liability guarantee. It pays to Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. 
If you're just tuning in, this is Fan 23, Fansville's number one sports radio station. Brought to you by Tasty Dr. Pepper. We are settling the great debate, best third quarter snack, hot dogs or nachos? You know my mantra, Doug. Uh, yes. Meaty Meaty early, early, cheesy cheesy late. late. Well, it looks like we have a caller here to weigh in. Is this Chuck? Popcorn in the third is the move. What? You go with passive snacking after halftime. No, it's nachos. Look, as long as there's an ice cold Dr. Pepper there to wash it down, I'm good with either. Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. And now, is Philip Rivers a Hall of Fame quarterback? No, no rings. And Marino says hi. <laughs> He's a Hall of Famer, thing. Travis. It's the only thing that matters. The starting lineup. He carried really bad Dolphins teams to the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, it was against the 49ers. Ah, oh, well, that's a shame. You know, sometimes Travis just gets under my skin. Win a Super Bowl, dude. On 98.9 The Game. According to this, Travis feels that Nick Foles is a better quarterback than Philip Rivers, Jimmy McMahon, Mark Griffin, Phil Simms better, Steve Young, Joe Flacco, Ken Stabler, mm-hmm. Brad Johnson, Jeff Hosteller, Lynn Dawson, of course, Doug Williams, much better quarterback, Trent Dilfer, Joe Theismann. Mm-hmm. All I'm hearing are Super Bowl winners. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game. We're only here on 98.9, I could just say a smidge a bit longer. we got more stuff to say about the national championship, including picking the uh, game coming up in uh, the uh, pod, so stick around uh, for that. But we close out the uh, treasure hour with the top three, top three moments from the sports weekend. So let's go. And now, it's time for the top three. Top three from the uh, sports weekend in a no particular order, but I'll go with my uh, number three, and uh, that is Puka Nakua setting the uh, rookie record for most receptions by a rookie and immediately getting taken out of the game, and then also other uh, players that are fighting for incentives there yesterday, including DeAndre Hopkins. If you reach a certain uh, receiving yards, you got an extra 250K which they got. So I like hearing those stories in Week 18 when it, sometimes it, the matchups don't really matter. Yep. Uh, but the incentives do to the guys. I saw Chris Jones, uh, I believe, for the Chiefs got his, and especially after he held out, that was kind of mm-hmm. yeah. the team rallied around that one. Yep. Um, my number three, Travis, uh, was, uh, we already talked about it, the Altamont girls game against Christopher, just the atmosphere. The, the Breeze gym is just beautiful. It's a beautiful school. A beautiful location and just you know these are two heavyweights Christopher may not be playing as they should but they're still a very good program with a lot of you know experience mm-hmm. behind them and for Altamont to come out and get a come from behind victory right a lot to me about this Altamont team yeah I've never been to uh, that particular side of the of the town I've yep. always went to modern day and yep. only went to the football field but yeah it was yeah. Uh, it was nice the high school has its own coffee shop. Oh, nice. And they have two gyms. There's actually JV games 
shootout games going on in the yeah. other. Yeah, so there was kind of cool. Yep, kind of cool yep. how they did that. And there were staggered starts so that you know if you had players that were on the JV squad who also did varsity, they could do both games. Yeah, so really nice. Yeah, very cool. Uh, there for that impressive uh, breeze uh, shootout and I'll also stick with that with uh, my number two uh, not only uh, that game on a Saturday there for the uh, girls an impressive win uh, but also just the atmosphere on a uh, Friday uh, just exactly what you wanted there for an NTC battle and the game uh, was a great one uh, there as well with Altamont. My number two Travis the Dodgers do it again they oh, ruin all gosh. of our hopes. Oscar Hernandez signs with the Dodgers and of his 25 million one-year deal, 8.5 will be deferred. So the Dodgers <laughs> just keep doing it to us. This is ridiculous. Is this a new thing no one knew about that the Dodgers just just know and no other teams ever have heard of doing this? Apparently. Besides besides Bobby Bonilla? Yeah. But like other than that? More deferred money. Oh, This man. is unbelievable. Unbelievable. At this point, Travis, I just hope they get all the free agents and we just, you know, they go 162 and out. <laughs> <laughs> and then lose in the first round. Well, they definitely are going to start off the season 4-0 and because yeah. they play the Cardinals in the first series. Well, and then they take on the Cubs. So oh, that's know, right. Looking at 7-0. and Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I keep forgetting that. Yep. Uh, but my number one here from the sports weekend is one of the best traditions in all of sports, and that's in the AHL. Uh, it's the Hershey Bears. Uh, they have a promotion around Christmas time where they raise money or they raise uh, kind of – cool at what they do is that they're taking on uh, Lehigh Valley this weekend and uh, when Hershey scores the first goal everybody in the crowd throws out bears and stuffed animals onto the ice and whatnot and they had 74,000 of them wow. stuffed animals on the ice awesome. there on Sunday and it's uh, one of the best traditions in sports good thing there's no delay of game penalty in hockey Right. So I took a lot to clean all those I'm sure it up. was, yeah. Uh, my number three, Travis, is the Chicago Bears and the Fighting Illini are who we thought they were. Oh, jeez. They are who we thought they were, Travis. Yeah, well, we'll get into that. We'll get into the Illini tomorrow. Don't oh, worry. yeah. We we'll always, get into the Bears later in the pod. We always, uh, we always save. Therapy session. Illini. Therapy yeah. session coming up. Yeah, so we'll get into that Never loss. Led. Yeah, yeah. Right from the very, yep. right from the very start. Yep. Mm. All downhill from there. That's what happens when I get my hopes up as an Illini fan. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is what we're trained to do. Yep. Losing these big moments. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and it happened again. I don't want to hear people say, "Well, <laughs> they made a game out of it." At the end? No, they didn't. They, you didn't lead lead once. Mm. Stop. You're just believing yourself too much. Mm. You're hurting yourself. But we'll do it again. When's our next game? Is uh, it Sunday? Uh, no, Thursday. They take on Michigan State. Ah. Tom Izzo. Ah, gotcha. So uh, we'll do it all over State. again. The bad Michigan State. We'll do it all over again on Thursday. Get yep. our hopes up once again. Yep. <laughs> well, you should win this one. A, a loss here would be a lot worse than losing the number one team. In the yeah, country. that's true. Hey, exactly. All right. So we're, we're going to get out of here, too, with the uh, pod. We got more stuff to say there. So make sure you uh, download that wherever you find your favorite pods. But coming up next here on ESPN Radio is uh, Carlin versus Joe. And then later on this evening, 530, we'll begin our coverage of the national championship game as well and we'll be back to recap that tomorrow here and so enjoy the rest of your day 
Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. Welcome to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. And uh, coming up here on the program, we got more stuff to uh, talk about, more stuff to pick, specifically on the national championship game uh, there tonight. And we also got to talk about the Bears as well. Yeah. The Bears game with the Packers and the future holds for Chicago yep. as well. And whatever else we can get to here in the pod. So, uh, is there anything on sports center that you wanted to clean up? Yeah, Travis, the Cubs made a move. They did? Yes. What did they do this time? They added a catcher. Oh. Okay. Brian Servin. Mm-hmm. Off the waivers from the Rockies over the weekend. He becomes the third catcher on Chicago's <laughs> 40-man roster. Well, you can never have too many. Yes, you can, Travis. <laughs> I think this offseason we've made five deals with catchers. Mm-hmm. We're going to have an entire double-A team full of nothing but catchers. Yeah. Nay. Dumb. 28-year-old <laughs> who hit 130 with no homers and one RBI in 11 games in Colorado. You can't hit a home run in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Nope. Great. Looking forward <laughs> to that. Your third-string catcher. Yep. Uh, one Big Ten football team's getting better, Travis. Northwestern. They have a new offensive and defensive coordinator. The defensive coordinator will be Wildcats assistant Tim McGargle, uh, who moves over as he was has been with Northwestern since 2018. But the new offensive coordinator, Travis, mm-hmm. South Dakota State, Zach Lujan, who takes over on the offense. He just helped South Dakota State win their second straight FCS title this past weekend. So, obviously a good offense there, good offensive coordinator come into uh to northwestern to help out the wildcats after they had an improved season last year yeah i forgot about that national championship game for them yeah south dakota state weekend. dominated i think it was 27 to 3 yeah they they do it on nfl sunday i think yep but mm. yep they dominated they beat uh montana grizz mm. Uh, let's see here. Oh, we forgot to mention uh, Sam Laporta breaking the rookie tight end receptions record as people yep, broke did. records and stuff like that. Uh, TJ Watt has a grade two MCL sprain, so he may be may be unavailable. It says uh, his brother JJ um, revealed that he needs a couple of weeks of rest and recovery, so he's probably going to miss the wild card matchup between the Steelers and the Dolphins. Yeah, I would I would think so. Yep. Uh, someone else is going to be missing some time. Chris Paul is going to miss four to six weeks with a hand injury. So Warriors missing out on Chris Paul. Darn. Darn. I know, right? Um, yeah, that's uh, – oh, and then the big news of Tiger Woods and Nike splitting. Yeah, it's the end of an era. That is. 27 years they've been together? 27 years. Think of all those iconic Tiger moments that we've seen in the past just erase the Nike sign from them, and mm-hmm. they it just feels weird. Yep. Mm. No more red polos on Sunday with the Nike swoosh. Well, not with the swoosh. He still will wear, wear red polos. I'm sure. But... Uh, 19, August 1996 is when his Nike partnership started. 
Do you think that he'll sign with another company? No. I can't see him wearing Puma. <laughs> no. Right? Like. No. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Uh, hmm. In December, Nike announced a plan to cut $2 billion in costs over the next three years, which would include layoffs of hundreds of employees. So, Nike, the mighty have fallen. Mm. Mm. Uh, also, Ron Rivera uh, was fired. Yep, he's gone. Black Monday. Yep, he's gone. Yep. So. Also, Bill Belichick spoke with reporters this morning and said he's under contract and it's too early for any decisions regarding next season. Yep, but he's too open early. to changes. Yep. Yep. So, coach, uh, the old ball coach isn't quite yep. done yet. Uh, and going back to Tiger, uh, he ended his uh, his post saying, see you in L.A., referencing the Genesis Invitational scheduled for next month. So, Tiger will be back. Going to be out there. See you in L.A. See you in L.A. Looking forward to it. Yep. Yep. So, there you go. Uh, also, uh, I... Travis, I want to and I don't want to talk about the Pat McAfee show. Mm-hmm. And how absolutely ludicrous it is. Yeah. Uh, what's wrong with the Pat McAfee show? Well, ESPN is sabotaging it, Travis. Apparently, uh, I've, I've heard. Because they're going to pay all this money to sabotage it. When they're making cuts left and right. To everyone else on the network, <laughs> they're going to hire you, pay you a bunch of money, and then sabotage your show. Right. I mean, yeah, it seems like Pat is hanging out with uh, the wrong people. Yes. Particularly talking to uh, an individual every Tuesday. Yes. And, yeah, don't forget, he's going to be on tomorrow, and he's going to address Jimmy Kimmel. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, look, I, I said it when he got brought on by ESPN. Uh, Pat and the, uh, what do you kind of say, the following uh, that he has, it doesn't really fit the buttoned up yep. type of an ESPN network. It's the same thing that they did, that they got into bed with Barstool yep. and the van talk that didn't last very long at all because they didn't know what they were getting into. Mm -hmm. They just saw that they, these two guys, Big Cat and PMT, were super popular and super over with a demographic that they weren't really going to cater to. Yep. And so they cut that cord really quickly. They didn't like how the Dan Lebatar show was so successful. And uh, it bumped against everything that they stood for as well. And yep. the first chance that they got, well, they uh, separated yep. uh, ways, and which to me hasn't really did the Dan Levitard show very much no. favors because I haven't followed them at all. No. Maybe it was because of some of the changes that they made and the people uh, that they added to the shipping container, but that's a different discussion different for a different station. Yeah. But Pat McAfee show is kind of like that is that they don't take themselves seriously and yep. they say it at the very top of their program they cuss and whatnot because they've done it for so long and that's yep. how real humans talk and that's how they've done it for the past however many years that they've been successful and i always felt like nfl or the espn doesn't want them to be successful and whatnot but i don't know about sabotaging them but i'm not surprised that they're having problems but again 
ESPN is making cuts left and right, Travis. Think of all the people I know, they've let go. That they let go, and it you're was kind of to make him. room for his salary. Yes. You're not going to sign him to what they signed him to and then personally attempt to make it fail. Right. That's absolutely horrible business. Yeah. If that is how ESPN is run, then I know a place that they can work. <laughs> oh, do you? I do. Mm. And it's not Detroit, Travis. Why is that? Because Detroit automakers will not be airing any ads during this year's Super Bowl game. Hmm. That is the strike or whatever. No, it's just because a 30 second commercial for the broadcast will cost seven million dollars. And officials with uh, Stellantis say they are readjusting their marketing spending and recently announced they will not take part in the Chicago Auto Show. General Motors will not air commercials after focusing on electric vehicles in last year's broadcast. And Ford has not run an ad during the Super Bowl for several years. Hmm. So, again, this is just the Detroit automakers. It's not sure. no automakers. Right. But. The ones based, I mean, the heartbeat of America. When you think of a car, you think of Detroit. Right. Not running in the Super Bowl. Changing of the times. Hmm. The times they are a changing. And that is Sports Center. That's your Sports Center. All right. So we're going to stay into the world of the NFL. Yeah. You want to talk about Chicago? The Bears. Tear this off. It's like we say that all about uh, teams in Illinois. Yeah, we do. Uh, yeah, the Packers won. They clinched. Uh, they won seven. Show anything. Yeah. Justin Fields, 11 of 16, 148 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Five sacks. Eight yeah, carries, the five yards. sacks was terrible. They were yeah. horrible on third down. He had yeah. absolutely no time to make any decisions whatsoever. Um, he didn't really... I said coming into the game, if we won it, probably say, okay, you feel good. Yep. All right, we made the yep. decision. We can yep. feel good about keeping him. But yesterday you didn't get to sway really one way or the other, so didn't really answer any doubts. or. If anything, it made the case more so. Hmm. Because, again, Travis, he's been the starter for three years. He's never beaten the Packers. The Packers, over the past however many games, they've only won four against the Packers even prior to Justin Fields' tenure. Yes. When they say that they own the Bears organization, that's true. That's true. They do. They're like four and 36 in their past, in the past less than 40 meetings. So, yeah. Now, let's talk. First of all, let's talk about the only bright spot of the entire season for Chicago Bears, Travis. And that's Santos. Santos, three mm-hmm. field goals. He set the uh, franchise record for most field goals in a season. Hmm. So that's a positive. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Bears did deal with a lot of injuries. You know, their starting center was out. They lost another offensive lineman early in the half. But let's talk about Justin Fields. And what he said post-game. Let's do. He said, I control what I can control. And if I'm going to get healthy this offseason, spend time with my family and get better. Like I said, we went through the same thing last year. We had the number one pick. Everyone was asking, what if, what if, what if? And nothing happened. I'm not saying that nothing might happen because, shoot, we all don't know. And he also basically said kind of goodbye. Yeah, he said something about the... If this is it... This is the last rodeo. If this is it, I played my best. I did what I could. And everyone's hearing that. 
and saying he knows. Because that's one of the, you wouldn't say if you didn't have an inkling. Obviously, he's heard the reports. He's not deaf. No. He knows, you know, what's happening behind closed doors and what media is saying. Mm-hmm. So part of part of me is going, is he saying that they're just kind of get ahead of it? Yeah, potentially. And, you know, this is a guy that they're – I know their season's been over for a while, but, I mean, they just lost the game. Yeah. Uh, like 45 minutes before I made those comments, so. Yep. I don't know. Uh, I thought one of the bright spots uh, towards the end of the season was the defense. They really uh, turned it around, and they uh, got a lot of takeaways. And since the acquisition of uh, Sweat, uh, I thought that they've uh, done a phenomenal job on that side of the football. They had a lead in the second half against the Lions. They should have won it, but they didn't. I understand that. The Browns, they were leading in the fourth quarter as well so uh, i thought the defense was also a bright spot it was uh there and uh sweat led the team in sacks both the bears and the commanders that's impressive two different teams i like that led the team in sacks that's crazy so justin fields travis also said to the city of chicago love y'all appreciate the fans and the support from all the bears you know, and in, in case this is my last rodeo with y'all, appreciate y'all for everything. Ryan Poles was on his morning talk, and he said, we're working from a position of strength and just going to continue to keep an open mind and look at all options. I'm excited for that opportunity. Now, DJ Moore, I thought, played pretty well this season. Mm-hmm. Here's what I think this comes down to, Travis. And if reports that we have heard about the head coach mm-hmm. staying. Yeah. But I think Justin Fields is here. Mm-hmm. And here's here to why. stay. Here's a quote from Coach Eberflus. Quote, obviously when you're looking at the numbers, I would say it didn't improve enough because we're at the bottom third of the league, talking about the offense. Mm-hmm. I think 27 it was the last time. So obviously that needs to improve. The passing offense runs through our skilled players, right? Which is Cole Komet. Cole had a really good season, and so did DJ. So we're certainly excited about that. And we got some good shots down the field from Justin. He made good connections with DJ and Cole this year, and we've just got to continue to improve on that. Hmm. If Eberflus is coming back, based on that quote, Travis, he has his faith in Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Now, I know, that, I know people are saying, well, it's just after the game. What else is he going to say? Mm-hmm. You have the number one pick. Right. But he put a vote of confidence in, we need to improve our offense, and it starts here, and our quarterback's making good con- good connections with our two skilled wide receivers. That also tells me that he knows we need to get more help. Because mm-hmm. we have two guys, and that's it. And we need more help. Right. Which leans more so to you're keeping one, and you're getting Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. if you're wanting to you know, build on the skilled players that you have, he's one of them. Yeah, I think so. I Fields says it would mean a lot if the Bears chose to stick with him for a fourth season, and Justin Fields says, I have a pretty good relationship with Ryan and the guys upstairs. At the end of the day, this is a business. They have to make the tough decisions. My job is just to go out and play my best. 
it would mean a lot to get that confirmation from them and just really send a message that they trust me to lead this team and be the quarterback. As far as Eberflus goes, he says he's going to meet with ownership midweek, but did not say whether he has given any assurances of his jobs behind 2023 season. He said, I do know this. The foundation has been set. The standards are set how we operate. I do know that. And I do know the locker room. We're standing on solid ground. Hard work, passion for the game, and enthusiasm for the game. And we're just going to keep working together to build this thing. But the one thing is, what does Poles feel? Because he's, he's, the, he's the guy. Mm. He was quoted saying, quote, You can go back to the original press conference and things I was looking for. One is leadership and the mental toughness, the steady hand to really captain the ship when the seas are rough. And they got rough at certain times. Certainly last year, early this year, there was some sudden change, and he was steady at the wheel, talking about Eberflus. He fought to get back above water and get things where they were. His ability to adapt and adjust, really take input from the players to get this thing on the right path was incredible. Where I think a lot of people would have been in really bad shape and crumbled under the pressure, he got better with the pressure, and so did our football team. That sounds like a GM who has faith in their coach. And their coach is quoted as saying he has faith in the quarterback. I think these three are still going to be here next fall. Yeah, no, I agree. I I think that the one person that isn't that is on the cutting board floor is uh, Getzy, the offensive yes. coordinator. Yes, I think I think for sure he's going to go. Particularly, you talk about it yesterday. I know that Justin only threw the ball sixteen times, and I don't think anyone is blaming Justin for that. I think everyone kind of looks for uh, Getzy of not calling his number more often. That Justin Fields didn't throw a single pass in the third quarter. Yep. You're down in the game. Yeah. I don't care if it's not his strength or not. You can say that, whatever. But yeah. uh, you got to call at least a uh, pass in the third quarter yeah. when you're down. Yeah. Like, that's just ridiculous. And uh, that's what I think find fascinating of uh, fields of, you said, in year three. Well, last year uh, with uh, Coach Nagy or yeah. in his rookie season with Coach Nagy or whatever, uh, didn't he was set up to fail then. Yep. And, 2022 he had 55 sacks so he had literally no time to do anything yep. at all but he still led the uh, league in rushing because he had to or whatever run. yeah because he was running for his life most play because the blocking wasn't there and because of that uh, this year he, they had the second most yards in per game mm-hmm. uh, as a team rushing uh, only second to the Baltimore Ravens yep. uh, there this season um, so uh, again Another time that, yeah, year three, but he's had Coach Nagy, Coach Getze, who hasn't really been impressive at all as a coordinator. So I feel like that's why you're going to give Fields another shot at this because he's not being blamed for this. It's the coaches. And as I've said, I don't think he is a great quarterback. But that doesn't mean I don't think he'll never be a great quarterback. Mm Mm-hmm. I still think he's still young. You can still develop, and he hasn't had a chance to really yep. develop because everything keeps changing every year. Mm-hmm. And even this year in the offseason, it's going to change. He's going to get a new offensive coordinator. Exactly. So things are going to change again. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing I could say maybe is because you look at him and go, you had so many different coaches. A fresh coat of paint's going to do good for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Not just us as a team, because we know we're going backwards. And and I still feel getting Caleb Williams 
would be going backwards. You're resetting the clock. And we talked you about are. that. You're resetting the clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One hundred percent you I, are. I but I think it may not hurt Justin Fields to go somewhere and be with people that believe in him. Sure. From day one. Now, I said all this. I said, I think these three people are still here. I said, all of this, Travis, but I'm going to put a little asterisk by it. Okay. And that asterisk is, is if Ryan Poles, or more specifically, if the Bears ownership groups gets a call from a Michigan area code and he calls them. <laughs> I think then you pause and you think about it, especially if that certain Michigan team wins tonight. Yeah. And then he reaches out to you being coach Harbaugh mm-hmm. reaches out to the bears and says, I want to do this. Then I, I think come you seriously have to look at Eberfuss leaving, Poles leaving. But I still feel in that situation that Harbaugh would stay with Fields. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he got a good look at him because he played against him. Mm-hmm. He didn't play, but he coached against him. He right. knows what he can do. Yeah. And obviously I still think they would pick Marvin Harrison. Because he knows what he can do. Yeah. And again, I still say that they would get C.J. McCarthy later on in the draft. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, uh, potentially. Uh, but the one thing that I would say with uh, Fields there is that I think that if you, I would agree, if you take Caleb Williams instead, you're setting yourself back a couple of years by resetting everything and getting a new quarterback there and whatever. You are starting fresh with a new offensive coordinator potentially, but I think the Bears are close, and they're closer with Justin Fields than they would be if they drafted Caleb Williams because this year just look, I mean, look at what you had, what you could have been with Justin Fields. I know you weren't, but – you you're you were close, especially with how the defense was young early on. They took their lumps. Yep. Their zero and four started off. You would have feel a little bit better going in with a win, knocking out the Packers, but you didn't. Uh, but I thought the defense played better. So if things could have went a little bit differently here and there in a few games, you could have been right there. Here's the thing, Travis, and and this seems to be the thing everything forgets about the Chicago Bears. When the Chicago Bears are really good, it has nothing to do with the quarterback. It has to do with the defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rex Grossman started a Super Bowl for the Bears. <laughs> it wasn't because Rex Grossman was great. The no. Bears had the best record in the NFL behind Mitch Trubisky. It wasn't because Mitch Trubisky was great. Mm-hmm. And even when they won the Super Bowl, Travis, all the way back in 85, it was that defense. Jim McMahon was pretty good. Yeah. But it was the rushing attack, and it was the defense. It mm. was Walter, and it was that Bears defense that got you there. Yeah. You don't need this quarterback to be the superhero. You need him to be the game manager. Yeah. And I think Justin Fields is a game manager. I think mm. he can make explosive plays when he needs to. But I also think that giving him some time to develop he can be a protector of the football 
who can keep you in games. Yeah. The defense, I still feel, especially considering your head coach is the defensive first coach. Defense first. Offense second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the formula that's for the, the Bears. For the Bears. And it always has been. Mm-hmm. With a good rushing attack. Right. Yeah, he, he tried to go against that with uh, hiring Coach Nagy, who was an offensive work. guy who did not work. But even so, even the year it worked, again, the defense was a top five defense. It wasn't because of the offense that got them there. Mm-hmm. It was the defense and the rushing attack. Yeah. That's Chicago Bear football. Mm-hmm. You get an early lead, you grind it out the rest of the time, hard-nosed NFC North football, mm-hmm. where you grind the game out, and you just let your defense make stops. Yeah. And that's Chicago Bear football. It is. That's old school the way it should be football. Mm-hmm. That's what I think they should focus on. Yeah. So maybe... Marvin Harrison Jr. is not the answer. Hmm. Maybe you trade that one. And maybe you go get the top defensive player in the draft. Yeah. Hmm. And maybe you make an upgrade on the defensive side of the ball. And maybe with a late first round or early second round pick, because you trade it back, maybe you get an explosive running back. Hmm. Yeah, maybe explore the running back situation in free agency or anything like that. Maybe. Uh, I've seen a lot of projections. uh, The draft either take uh, Harrison or Caleb Williams, but with that second pick that they're going to have, they would pick an offensive lineman uh, there with uh, one of the top in the top ten picks that you have. Wouldn't be bad. Mm hmm. And again, this isn't a very deep defensive class. I'm I'm not saying it is. But if you trade it out, let's say to, to twelve in that ballpark, Travis, I mean Jazar Newton. Yeah, Johnny Newton, how about that? Or even Kool-Aid McKinstry, Chop Robinson. These are defensive players that you can build a defense around. Which, again, when the Bears are successful, they have a great defense that carries the load. Mm-hmm. And as you said, the defense is young on this team, and they started playing better at the end of the season. I don't think you need a superstar at quarterback to make it. Yeah, we have it at the quarterback position works. I think so. I think it's I think it's shown that. Yep. So we're in, we're in agreement that the Bears should keep Justin Fields. Yep. Very well. I like it. Yep. I think they should keep I think they should keep Fields and I think they should trade the one. Yeah. I would agree. And and get a defense a defensive player. And again, later on, again, depending on who your quarter or who your coach is, Blake Corum would be a pretty nice pickup mm. late in the draft to help that running back room. Nice. That's what I would do. Yeah. 
And again, I'm not saying you can't spend a late draft pick, Travis, um, Michael Penix Jr. in the second or third round to have as a backup, to have somebody there. Bo Nix, to have somebody there. Hmm. Yeah. I just don't think you need to spend the one on it. And I don't think you need Marvin Harrison Jr. Hmm. I think you would rather – I think you need defense first. So trade the one, get a ton of draft capital, and build this defense so that Justin Fields doesn't have to go out and sling it because that's not his strong suit. Right. Yeah. And you can grind games and win Chicago Bear football. Yeah, and uh, I think that uh, it would be awesome if uh, Coach Harbaugh comes home and uh, is coaching the uh, Bears this upcoming season. That would be a big thumbs up for me, and I think that goes a long way on who wins the game tonight. I think that if uh, Michigan wins, I think it's it's the it's perfect time. storm. It's, it's the perfect storm to leave. What else does he have to accomplish? Yeah, you beat Ohio State last couple of years. And, and let's not forget the and big, he won the big one. a lot harder. Looking at Michigan's schedule for next year, it's a murderer's row. Of course, yeah. So, why not go out on top? It'll be a rematch next year with these two teams. Yeah. Michigan and Washington yeah. in Seattle. Plus USC. Plus, yeah. I think they still have Ohio State on the schedule. Plus. I would I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think they would keep, keep Ohio State on the schedule. Yeah. I think that's one of their protected opponents. It is. Uh, all right so they also have texas travis on the schedule next year usc washington illinois i mean we know he wants to run from that exactly it's in champaign oregon northwestern and ohio state hostile environment that's a that's a tough schedule murderers row why not leave on top if i don't have to put up with that schedule exactly i'm out Exactly. You get to play the Packers and the Vikings? <laughs> yes. Let's do it. I won the national championship, and I'm out. Yes. See ya. Plus, you can't get in trouble for recruiting violations in the NFL. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, so it's the perfect storm. But uh, now we need to officially uh, submit yes. our picks for the national championship game. Probably should have played the college football That's theme here, so but to recap the weekend. It's true. Pick them. So first we do Saturday. It was Texans minus one and a half against the Colts. Travis, you went with the Colts. I went with the Texans. So we split those two. Oof. So we're, yep. And then Bears Packers. It was Packers minus three. Travis, you went the Packers. I went the Bears. So we split those two. <laughs> so we're still tied. Very well. <laughs> 128. Still tied. Uh, so that gets us to tonight, Travis. Mm-hmm. Washington, Michigan, Michigan minus five and a half. Who you got? National championship tonight. Mm. <sighs> as much as I hate to do it, I know you do. Mm. I'll pick Michigan. Travis is going to go Michigan against everything in his heart and soul. Yeah. Minus five and a half. Minus five and a half. I'll gladly take the loss here. Travis, I could go the easy route. And the easy route here, picking second, and considering we are tied, is just go Michigan. 
Yep. You could do that. But everyone has doubted this Washington team at every step along the way. They yep. weren't supposed to be Oregon the first time. Then they were definitely going to lose to him in the Pac-12 title game. Mm. Then they were definitely going to lose to Texas. I mean, that one wasn't even going to be close. And they've won every time. Yeah. This team just keeps finding ways to win. Mm-hmm. They're not flashy. And I think that's why they always are the dogs. It's because they're not a flashy team. Right. And I think that's why they're going to win tonight. I got Washington. Washington. Nice. I just, everyone has doubted them at every single step. And you know what? I'm tired of doubting them. <laughs> tired of the doubt. I'm, I'm tired of not believing in them. Now, I did pick them last week. So did you to beat Texas. Or maybe it was just the four and a half we were liking. But either way. I think Michael Penix Jr. is he is really going to help his draft stock by having a great game tonight. Yeah, you could do that. And I think that this Washington team, I think as weird as this sounds, Travis, they have a sense of pride going into this more so than Michigan. Hmm. They want to end the Pac-12 the champs and it's on them to do it they're the last pac 12 champions yeah they're it no other football pac 12 champion again Mm. at least for the foreseeable future yep they're it yep that's true i think they want to send the pac 12 championship pac 12 out on top on top of the national championship the competition right it wasn't that we couldn't succeed we just moved in a different direction Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that is such a great way to end. Yeah. No, that's true. Because if it's going to be the end of the Pac-12, after tonight, the Pac-12 is dead. Mm-hmm. It's over. Why not end it on top? What a run. Why not put it out? Put it out on top. On top. Instead of in the gutter. Yeah, I mean, uh, wasn't that kind of weird how that worked out of how the Pac-12 is going to fold? But, yeah, they were the strongest. Yeah. One of the strongest conferences. Absolutely. So. Tells you, Travis, again, they accept the ESPN deal, but they wanted to be greedy and have more money. Exactly. We talked about that. They turned down the money. They wanted more. And ESPN said, no, we're not going to give you any more. If they would have just accepted that, we're not having this conversation. Yeah, no doubt. That's what it all came down to is money. Mm-hmm. Yep. The schools got offered more money to join other conferences. Right. I know it did kind of falter down uh, down the stretch. Uh, you know, <coughs> Colorado. Yeah, well, that, yeah. <laughs> USC. But again, those two teams are le- were leave. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and the USC started it. They did, yeah. USC, UCLA started it. They did. They if started the dominoes. If those two don't leave. Mm-hmm. Right. And they accept the deal from ESPN. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Pac-12 goes away. No. Especially after this year that they had as a conference. Right. With all the media hype behind Colorado, the most hyped 4-12 team ever, or whatever they ended up. <laughs> like, I, I think the Pac-12 would still be around. 
It's mm. not. And it's not. what better way to send it out than mo- with a, a win tonight by Washington? On top, yeah, Colorado was 4-8. and eight. Yeah, yeah, the most hyped 4-8 team ever. Yeah. They had four magical weeks. Mm-hmm. But what a magical weeks they were. Yeah, I guess so. For Coach Prime and the Buffaloes. I mean, hey, he got the uh, Sports Person of the Year out of it. I know. Jeez, that's still ridiculous. But a uh, different conversation for a different day. And uh, that will be here for today. And we'll be back to recap the National Championship tomorrow and see who uh, is right in the uh, pick So, Enjoy the national championship, and we'll be back to recap local sports as well for tomorrow and the Illini as well. We'll get into that on Illini Tuesday therapy session. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Until then, peace out. Peace out.